It's me, Diana Paquet. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. I really, really, really took a lot of time to think about what motivates me and my unmotivation. Is that a thing? You know, like how I struggle with motivation and I struggle with staying on task and um, striving for goals. And that's what this episode is about. So I hope you enjoy it. And before I send you off to the show, I will say that I come out on Mondays at 6.30 a.m. once a week, and I hope that you will subscribe and become a regular listener. I would love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapakay. It's Ms. Diana Paquet. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Oh, I'm back on the mic. I am so excited because I have not been able to record anything in like two weeks. First of all, I got sick and then, you know, we had to do the whole COVID thing because it was Halloween weekend and then my daughter got sick. I had her in the ER and it's just been kind of like one thing after the other. And, you know, if you want a podcast, you've got to be alone and I haven't been alone and you got to have a quiet spot. So I've had a couple of weeks to think about what I wanted to talk about. And I, 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 I listened to a lot of other podcasts, but I have to say I came across one that really, really got me inspired, um, got me compassionate about myself. It just got me in this like really good place. Um, so you can, after this, listen to mine first, but then go over there and listen to Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S. It's episode 1181. And it's with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it really is incredible for talking about motivation, your future self, having compassion for yourself, etc. I just was blown away. So without further ado, I'm going to move forward and tell you that I was really looking for some, I was doing some research about motivation because I am pretty good about knowing where I want to be, what I want to do. But as we all know, you have to take these like steps along the way to get there. And sometimes I just want to go from A to Z and not do, you know, all the stuff in between to get there. And it just, it's impossible. And then what ends up happening is I get to B and I barely get to C. And then I'm like, oh, forget it. Let me just try something else. This is kind of hard. So I've got some some big goals um, that I've laid out that I really, really am excited about. One is that, um, as you guys know, I've been a, oh, I've done hair, gosh, I guess 25 years. Um, and I've been a salon owner since 1999. So I've owned salons, different size salons in different states. And that was my career. That's how I, I made my living. And one of the things that I've been encouraged to do by my husband, uh, Thomas is to write about it. And at first I thought, oh, okay, so I'll write a book about it. I don't know who would really be interested. But as I started writing it, and honestly, it's been over like the last six years, I've been working on this thing off and on um, in between, like, I remember writing it while I was nursing the baby. And she, you know, now she's almost five years old. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things I started watching was masterclass. And I started realizing oh, this is what a course is. We could actually video me talking about this. So we broke it up into these class modules 
where it basically would be for a kid who is thinking about going to hair school or someone who wants a career change. You know, maybe you're 30 years old and you don't want to be a nurse anymore. Now you have always wanted to be a hairdresser. You're going to go to hair school. And it's all about what that year in hair school is like, how much money you can expect to make, you know, all the best best practices. And then it moves through the different stages of building your clientele, get, you know, looking for a salon all the way up to starting a salon. And I'm really excited about it. I've got it mostly written and I've found a location to film it in. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, you know, now we're working on like mics and teleprompters and lighting. And so it's, it's getting pretty far along and it's exciting, but it's hard. And we've been hitting some roadblocks. Um, it's it's not easy. There's a lot of little intricacies that go into getting a project done. And I'm sure if you've got projects that you've always dreamed of getting done, it's it's not that you're not a motivated person. It's just that you also have probably laundry and a job and a car to fill with gas and, oh, now I blew a tire or whatever. Like we all have lives. And so life can kind of get into the way of, you know, whatever your goals are. And whatever you're trying to achieve for sure. Going through this process of getting creative, digging back up my old memories of when I was first in hair school, comparing that to what's going on for kids that are going through hair school today, uh, reaching out to old contacts who own salons, all that kind of stuff is really like, first of all, it's got my creative juices really flowing. I'm really excited about it. It's so much fun to remember how much I loved getting into hairdressing, how much promise and excitement, how cool and just a relief it was to know that I was going to be making great money. And it just, it really changed my life. And so it's, it's been a really cool thing to um, go back and remember and reminisce and, and, and be able to know that I'm going to get to share my excitement. And it's going to be like this legacy project that will always be around, you know, if nothing else, it's like, I got this all out, right? So That's been really exciting, but it has been interesting to watch myself and my motivation level. So sometimes when I'm on a good trend, I'll get up early. I will um, have a lot, like when I say early, like 5 or 5.30 a.m., I'm a super duper morning person. Catch me in the morning. I'm in a great mood. I'm super productive. I check all the boxes. I get my workouts in, all that kind of stuff. Catch me after 8.30 at night and I have a difficult time staying awake. I'm just definitely a morning person now. So I, if I'm on a good month, I'm getting up early and I'm writing. And I went through a period where I wrote like five or six chapters all in just a couple of days because I happen to have a lot of time on my own where I could really concentrate and not get interrupted. Then I'll go through periods where it's busy and we're sick and, um, you know, the baby's very needy or there's stuff going on with school or the girls have a lot of competitions or whatever and I'm off track and I, and then I'm kind of like, oh, wait, where did I even leave off? I don't even know. I got interrupted. And so it's been interesting watching myself and my motivation level kind of ebb and flow. And it started making me think like, how can we make that period of time when we're unmotivated shorter? Let's face it, we're never going to like, never going to alleviate uh, like times when we're unmotivated altogether. There's always going to be times when we sort of fall flat or we don't feel like doing it. But how about instead of getting unmotivated, get, staying unmotivated, 
avoiding it, starting to have negative talk and talk about how, oh, I suck. I just like, man, I keep starting this project and stopping it. I never get around to it. How about just starting with kindness? And this is new for me, you guys. Um, To be gentle or kind with myself was not something that I ever saw by another adult or anyone in my industry who was like, talked kindly about themselves. You know, how about like, I'll give you an example. If I talk kindly about Diana, that's me. I would be saying something like, yeah, you've been remembering 10 milligrams of antibiotics three times a day. You've been comforting a child with a raging ear infection. You've been dealing with three teenagers who are back in high school and dealing with high school for the first time. You're dealing with one of your teenagers who just got their driver's license and she just wants to fly and be gone all the time and you have to monitor. So stopping and evaluating like, I don't suck. I'm just a busy mom, you know, I don't work. I'm not working right now, uh, but working on this project cannot be my full-time job. And so to stop and be like, okay, that was, yeah, that was, this has been a hard couple of weeks. I haven't even really been feeling that great. Um, but yay, I get to go back to my projects. Uh, and, and like, being okay with the fact that there was an unmotivated time, there was a reason for it, whatever that reason was, you know, uh, maybe you're feeling sad, maybe you're feeling lonely, maybe you had something happen with work, maybe it's a busyness issue, whatever it is. Okay, it is what it is. I'm going to be gentle with myself about it. And tomorrow, I'm going to just spend 15 minutes on my project. And just like with working out, likely if you say, hey, I'm going to only work out for 15 minutes tomorrow, that's my commitment. Lots of times that turns into 20 or 30. And once you get just that 15 minutes in, even if you only get the 15 minutes again, and you say, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes tomorrow, 15 minutes the next day, before you know it, you're you're able to give it a little bit more time and you're feeling really, really great about it. So shortening the gap would be one of the first things that, that, I'm finding is really helpful to me. Yes, that I referred to, one of the things they talked about was having your future self writing your current self a letter. And you could you could do this and they they were saying, you know, do it and you can revise it. It's like there's nothing written in stone, but think about who you are going to be in 2 years. And they were talking about how like even next week you're a different person. Like different situations will have arisen. Um Different opportunities will have come up. And these aren't even like, I'm not talking about like, oh, I got the opportunity to open a new business. I'm talking about today, for me, I got the opportunity to draw the line in the sand with a friend who was not behaving fairly with me. And I, it's hard for me to do that. You know, I don't ever want to be like mean, or I don't want to come off as being a bitch. But at the same time, it's like, we've talked about this thing. It's ongoing. I get it that you're having a hard time. But I also have to respect myself, you know, so I'm a different person today than I was a week ago, because I've had this experience of going, okay, I very kindly, plainly, without cruelty, drew a line in the sand. And I respected myself and I feel very proud of myself for it. It was necessary and I'm glad I did it. Um, So back to the future self. Um, They talk about how you're a different, 
a different person, you'll have different values, you'll have different interests. And so when I think of myself in two years, in two years, I will be 52. I see myself as uh, enjoying my adult children a little bit more. You know, by then I'll have a 22 year old, an 18 year old, and a 17 year old and a 16 year old, which is just crazy. Actually, I have two 18-year-olds and a 16-year-old. And then my baby will be seven. So when I think about that, and you you know, I don't know what your situation is, but when you think about two years down the road, I when I think about it, I feel like I'll be in a better place financially. I think that I don't even know, I mean, how exciting in the next 24 months, what new cool friend I might make. How exciting in the next 24 months, how I could have a friendship that gets deeper. Like I could get into a deeper friendship that I never even expected with somebody. I could have new experiences to look back on. I could be in better shape. And with the way that I've been behaving this last year, I probably will be in better shape because I'm on a really, really good health journey right now. Um... I really, really hope in two years that I'll be doing some of this podcasting from an RV because last year we took off on an RV for a year, which I got to talk about that another time, but we were gone for a month and I loved it. My husband didn't love it because he had to work. The kids didn't love it because they had school, all of the stuff from the computers. And then my husband had to get off work and then go deal with the sewage and all that. But I personally loved it because I loved seeing different things and I really kind of needed it during COVID. So I, for me personally, I see myself as getting to travel and see the United States a little bit more in an RV. So if I'm talking about 52-year-old Diana writing a letter to 50-year-old Diana, I also in two years might have some of these masterclass segments that I want to do about beauty school, about salon ownership. Those might be done. Those might be wildly successful. And I mean, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic person. So let's pretend they are obs- uh, incredibly successful uh, by my standards. And, you know, we're making some money off of them. And maybe I'm getting some public speaking events from them. It's exciting, right? So if I could think as my 52-year-old Diana, who has accomplished these goals that I'm working on, it's easy to think that Diana would write back to the 50-year-old Diana and say, hey, keep going. I know it's hard, but it's going to be worth it. This is going to be so cool. You're going to help so many kids that are not sure if hairdressing is for them. You're going to help so many people because like my whole thing that I wrote is just encouraging and it's about self-help and it's about best practices and it's about these little routines that you can do every day that can really make your outcome great. So when I think about what I'm going to, what letter I would write to myself back now, I would just say, girl, keep going. And I would say, hey, you know, as good as life is right now, just imagine how incredible it's going to be in another two years. If you take an optimistic approach, of course, like I could get like smashed down by a car today. Uh, I I hate to even speak that into existence. But like, I mean, the reality is, is no tomorrow is promised. And that's one of the reasons that we want to live to the fullest. But the bottom line is, is if like the likelihood of something really horrific happening to us in the next two years is unlikely. So why not 
go into each day believing that in two years, your future self would be, oh my gosh, my life is so much more badass now because of what you did today. And so taking that um, approach is a great motivator for me because I'm like, wow, I'm doing myself a favor in two years. It's one of the reasons that I'm out walking or rowing or biking or lifting or something every day because I have a little girl who's almost five years old who I want to live long enough to see her get into her career and get married and have kids or whatever she decides to do with her life. I want to see her do it. So whatever she's going to become, I want to be around for it. And I know that I can only do that because I had this baby so late in life by taking care of this shell that uh, my soul is wrapped up in, you know. So that is a motivating factor for me. So thinking about your future self, what would your future self be asking you to do today? One of these things that these guys talked about, and I hope I'm going to do this justice, but this hit me so hard, was push and pull motivation and the difference between the two. So if you're getting pushed to do something, like, let me give you an example in my life. Um, I know I have to do the laundry. I have to push myself to do the laundry. It's not something I look forward to. It's not something I'm passionate about. It's just a necessity. And it's one of the things that falls on my tasks, task lists. And I take pride in it. I do actually take some joy in doing it for my husband because he's never had anyone that does his laundry for him. So he's always like every week, you know, he gets into that fresh underwear drawer and he's like, thank you so much for doing my laundry. So he's a great partner in that way, but I have to push myself to do it. It's not something I'm excited about. Pull motivation is a totally different thing. Having like, if you give me a little bit of time by myself, the first thing I'm going to do is go get the microphone and start recording for you guys because I'm pulled towards creativity. I'm pulled towards podcasting. I'm pulled to this writing project I'm doing. And so if it's something that you're being pulled towards because you're excited about it, like if you are the kind of person who like, Whenever I have free time or like I just want to zone out, I sit down in front of the mirror and I really like do these uh, like intricate designs with my nails or my makeup or I sit down and I do this like incredible drawing or writing or I always just want like if if I have free time, I just want to go around and be a great plant mom. Like whatever that thing is for you should be an indicator of what your identity is. And if it's something that you really enjoy, you know, like you've heard all the elders say this, you know, find something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's so true. So figuring out what makes you really happy. Some people, like I had a neighbor that, by the way, we had a ball. We went shopping together last minute. She's like, hey, I see you're always out shopping. Next time you go shopping, let me know. I want to go with you because I need some new things. And I'm like, let's go now. Like, can you get away in in a couple of hours? And she said, yeah. And we did it. I'm pulled towards that. I love helping people shop. For her, she has to push herself to do it. She's like, I just always end up at Nordstrom because I'm like, oh, whatever, they'll help me. I don't enjoy it. So it's just, it's a difference. Everybody's different. What do you enjoy? So knowing yourself, knowing what you enjoy, knowing what you have to push yourself to do, try to limit those things in your life. I mean, obviously, we're going to all have to do the dishes, the laundry, cooking, going to the grocery store. Maybe maybe you're lucky enough that you don't have to do those things, but there's always going to be things in anyone's life that they have to push themselves to do. But 
to minimize those as much as possible, make those tasks as easy as possible, do them the least bit that you can every week. And then the pull motivation things, those things that are pulling you to do them. What an incredible concept to like give those more time, make them way more in your life. Pay attention to those. You know, I'm pulled to go hike. Well, maybe you're supposed to be outside more. Maybe you're supposed to be in the wilderness more. Maybe you can incorporate that somehow into your life. So I thought that was such a cool concept. And I just definitely wanted to share the push-pull motivation. You are not alone if you're a person who forgets to stop and measure your gains. And I wanted to talk to you about how important it is to stop and appreciate all you've accomplished. Um, A lot of times we're just sort of like blowing by that. And we don't take a day to pause. You know, maybe we take a... Maybe we take a day and we get unmotivated. We lay around. We zone out with Netflix. I'm just talking from my own personal experience. This is what I do. But instead, just take a few minutes to journal or jot down, you know, on your notes in your phone or just even appreciate in your own head just how much you've gotten accomplished. How far have you come from five years ago or two years ago? How different of a person are you? What are the things that have gone great in your life that you can pat yourself on the back about and say, wow, you know, like, I'm just reflecting on the fact that look at how far we've come. That can be such a motivating factor when you stop and look down the mountain at how far you've climbed and realize, okay, yeah, I'm like halfway to my goal. I can keep going. And I feel like sometimes we forget to do that and we don't value doing that. Uh, We do a lot of that's not good enough. I should be further along. We compare ourselves. Oh, the comparison game. You know, I see other people my age that are more fit or they've got their 501s. Those are my genes. They've got their 401, 401k. Yeah, their 401ks all dialed in or they're talking about their stocks. I don't know shit about stocks. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for us to feel not good enough. But it's important to make some opportunities to feel good enough, to feel accomplished, to see the value in yourself. Because if you can see that, it gives you something to stand on to take that next step. Okay, so this next part was probably the most important part, and that's why I'm ending with it. And it's all about identity and your growth or fixed mindset. So your identity is that idea about yourself that you are most committed to. It's going to drive how you behave now. Um, If you think to yourself, "Eh, I'm just a drunk, I'm a smoker, I'm no good, then you're probably going to behave like a drunk who's a smoker who's no good. If you believe that you could be even more fit, more healthy, more helpful, uh, a bigger asset to your community, a better parent, in two years from now, that's going to really determine how you behave today. Because someone who thinks that they're going to be more fit in two years isn't going to be forgetting their workout for the next two weeks, because Thanksgiving is close. You're really going to be buying into the idea of who you're going to be in two years and behaving like that, right? So like for for me, like I feel like I'm a healthy person. I'm going to be a healthy, healthy person. So therefore, I'm like buying into the concept that I exercise most days. Am I doing that because it's easy? 
No. Am I doing that because I have a ton of time for it? No. Am I doing it because it feels great all the time? Hell no. It does not feel great all the time. Some days I do not want to do it. I'm doing it because I believe in an identity of myself. Who's fit? Who could fit in clothes? Who likes the way that she looks? Whose joints don't hurt? Um, so that's, and that's one example of something in my life. I, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of things for a lot of different people, a lot of behaviors that we could, um, fall into that aren't great or that are really good for us because we believe that that's who we're going to be a kid who believes while they're in school, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to go to med school. They are, if they're buying into that concept and they have any concept of what that's going to take, they are already doing the things that are going to get them into a school and get them to that next step. So nothing like, you know, how I was saying at the beginning of this, you want to, if you want to be the type of person that skips from A to Z, like I wish I could sometimes, that's not what this really is. This is somebody who really believes in their identity now contributing to what their identity will be down the road. Thank you so much for listening to my show. Did you know that word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread? I would love for you to tell someone if there was any part of this conversation that resonated with you. And don't forget, if you ever want to reach out, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Bye, friend.